we're going. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Focus on Fantasy uh, Romance Podcast, episode number 16. The podcast where we discuss book genre industry in our geeky lives. Um, I'm Al Klaus, and I'm joined by A.R. DeClerc. Hi. And Holly Woods. Hello. And today and we are talking about... I'm sorry? Oh, and Princess. <laughs> and we're talking about 2017 goals. Um, and since last, last episode we did... Um, kind of a 16 roundup, so I thought 2017 goals would be good. Does anyone want to start? Start. Paulina. Yay! So, 2017 is going to be a new year for me, I guess you can say. I want to publish six to seven books. Big goal. Let's see if we can do it. Um, I already have two in edits. So that just leaves five more to write. Um, I'm also working on getting uh, my newsletter subscriber up. I'm working on getting my blog, you know, posting at least twice a week. And I'm working on maybe, not maybe, but getting, you know, my Twitter, my um, Facebook author page and all that kind of working together. Also, fingers crossed, one of the six books or at least... Like, towards the end of the year, I want to also have a one book out for uh, my science fiction series, Science Fiction Epic Fantasy. Yeah, I'm mixing everything together in that one. Um, <laughs> so that's my that's my biggest goal, is to try to get that written in between writing everything else. I kind of left my characters in a tight spot, so I should probably go back and get them. Um, let me see, what else am I hoping to accomplish? Hmm. Oh, well, I want to release one book that reaches the top, or at least halfway to the top. Let's get to, you know, number 10. Uh, yeah, that's it. Do you have titles? Do you know specifically which titles? Um, For next, okay, let me see. First release is going to be Beauty's Beast. Um, then is going to be book three, Dual Guardian, book three in the Witch's Amulet series. I'm working on the fall, which is the um, sci-fi fantasy epic journey. I'm working on Guardian's Mate, which is book four. Yeah, book four in the Witch's Amulet series. Guardian's Mate is my mermaid story. Yay, mermaids! Um, then I'm working on, I believe I'm calling it Paradise Lost. That's just a working title. I don't and it's going to be weird, but it's a king story. It's kind of giving what the world looked like before magic was taken out by the witches, by Lilith. So you kind of see how the king came to power, his mate, how the hatchlings were actually born. Kind of like, you know, hey, look, this is what the world looks like, and it's really cool before the stupid witches got to it. Um, I'm also hoping to push out um, one that's called Dragon's Treasure, which is the Philosopher's Stone still it's kind of based like beauty and the beast it's still that group of shaman who are trying to protect the world and then the other one i'm not sure of a title for so you know that's that's another witch's amulet book out of all of those three of them are three of them are actually in the midst of being written two are done so i only got one that i really have to work on make the, make it six 
Um, I have covers for all of the Witches Amulet ones. Well, I haven't thought out. I have to go pay for them. But I have those ones. So I'm pretty much I'm moving along at a good pace. Um, I have editors lined up for three of them now. Yeah, one, two, three. Yeah. So it's like it. It's getting there. I want to go to audio with um. I made a mistake with audio, <clears throat> so I want to try it again. This time I want to go for Beauty and the Beast, Beauty's Beast. I want to do her do hers in audio only because I think it'll be a really cool story to actually listen to. And it's it's short. It's like a short read. That one is just like Secrets that was released this year. Um, I think it stands at like 78, 80 pages. It's like a short read. Um, so that's why it's not going to be that difficult to write Dragon's Mate because that's, I mean, Dragon's Treasure because it's the same thing. It's very short. I think that's like 20,000 words, not even that. Um, so, yeah. Names, titles, places. Yeah, I'm done. Um, I can go next, Amy, if you're ready. Well, I wanted to ask Paulina to talk about the anthology. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. I, it's not that I forgot. That's one of the six books, and that's why – That's I mean, that's the King's story, actually. I also am organizing um, – right now we have 11 authors, counting myself. We have 11 authors. Um, it's fantasy-based, and it's um, Heartbreak. Love it. Love Through Heartbreak is what it's going to right now. Basically, finding – Finding love through pain, like um, some of the stories, you know, like mine, parents died. So that's how, you know, he has to go through, he has to go through um, his mom and dad basically going to the afterlife, finding his mate. His mate doesn't want him, but he still has to rule his kingdom. Um, I, I know that some of the other stories, because they're sending in their stuff, is like uh, social class, um, inequality. Um, I think one's doing death of a, of a like a family member before, so it's it's gonna be interesting. I think um, I know L and um, and Amy are both on it, so it'll be a really cool kind of book, a nice thick book too, because most authors are go doing twenty thousand words, I believe it is. So mm -hmm. it's gonna be worth the read and it's really good authors this time you know we have, a, we have a good group of girls not saying last time it wasn't okay yeah i see that face <laughs> i'm just saying like we have, a, we, have a, we have a nice group i mean i'm counting on maybe two dropping out before the end but i'm hoping not you know and it's to bring in newsletter subscribers to, you know to pull in some readers and i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be good yeah, Amy. I think it's going to be great. Right? Yes, it's going to be very good. And my story is almost done, so I'm like, it works. Did you pass the baton to Amy? Is that why you're yelling her name? Yeah, Amy. Chop, chop. Okay, so um, 2016 was um, a good and a bad year. Um Personally, I would say it was bad. <laughs> um, we had some really uh, tough things going on in my family, and my brother was in a really bad accident. And 
Um, so I was kind of ready for 2016 to be over, but professionally 2016 was a good year um, because we made the collection that I was in made USA Today bestseller list in November. So it was right before my birthday and that was a really nice gift <laughs> um, from readers to us. I really appreciated it. Um, and so I really had to think about when 2016 was ending, where, where do I want to go in 2017? So um, I've talked about it a little bit before. Uh, some of my main things that I want to accomplish in 2017 is uh, on the business side of writing, um, which is not my favorite side, um, you know, as far as the marketing and, and that kind of stuff goes. Um, I'm taking some, and I already have started to, um, take some classes and do some webinars and, and learn a little bit more um, about marketing strategies and um, because I don't like selling things to people. I feel like I am not the kind of person that says, here, buy this. I'm the kind of person that says, you know, I would put it on a table and say, take it or leave it. That's just the kind of person that I am. Um, but I think Pinterest and Google Plus um, are going to be two large platforms that I'm going to focus on this year, uh, as well as building my blog. I really want to drive traffic to my blog. Um, I want readership that is loyal and stays with me. So hoping that once they see my blog and they enjoy and interact with my blog, that they join my newsletter subscriber list um, because those are the people that I want to take with me um, from the next book to the next book to the next book. So that's kind of where I'm at on the business side of writing, but on the fun side of writing, which is writing, um, so everybody knows, and I've talked about it before, I'm part of the Takamo Universe Project, and I just turned in um, my very first cyborg romance novel um, to the editor at Takamo, um, and she was very pleased with it and has asked me to complete the series, which will be five more books. So I, I, it's not that I expect to write all five this year, but I have plans for all five Um each book will focus on a different brother from the original book. Um, and I already have titles for them, so I'm super excited for that because I'll have Dark Star, uh, which will be uh, primary one. Um, he's the dad figure. Um, that will be his story. And Resonance um, will be seven. Um, he's the angsty, tortured brother character. Um, so that will be his story. And... Um, I think Escape Velocity will be the youngest brother, Q. Um, it will be his story. And he actually has a very interesting storyline. Um, he will basically fall in love with a voice on the other end of a really old calm line. Um, and she will be a girl. It's kind of like an internet romance in the future. Um, so... I'm kind of excited for that because he's he's um, a pretty special character. And then um, Vex's story, um, Vex is special too because he um, anybody and there's reasons why he can't. Um, so that makes romance a little bit difficult, um, especially for him. So I, I look forward to writing his. And I think um, his book will be called Decaying Orbit. So... Um, so I have plans for my Takamo novels. Um, my cyborgs are really special to me, and I've actually found this passion for writing cyborg romance. Um, 
because it's a really fun genre to write in. So I'm, I have plans for that. Um, for anybody who's read Mythical Madness, which is my fantasy romance series, I have Desolation and Providence. Third book in that series is called Shadowbound, and my hope that will be Jack and Shana's story, and that should finish out the story of the three brothers. Um, hopefully that story will release this year. Um, so that's a plan that I have. And then if anyone's read my steampunk romance novel series, um, which is Alchemist's Kiss and Enchanter's Embrace, I would like to do two novellas um, to round out that series. So one novella would be for um, Luke and Orin, who is the Grandmaster Wizard, and the other novella would be for Captain Levisque, whose wife is a gypsy princess. So um, there are a couple of things, um, you know, down the road that may not release um, until 2018, but um, I'm putting priority on finishing my series and working on my cyborg novels. I do have a story in the anthology that Paulina is hosting. Um, it's called Untouchable. And um, for once, I'm not writing an alpha hero story. Um, Angus is a wizard, and he's very much a beta. He's very much the John Watson of, you know, heroes. He um, is quiet. He doesn't say much. He has gone through something extremely terrible in his life. Um, he's a very strong, centered character, but he is a very loving person, and he is a very kind and gentle person. The heroine of the story, her name is Hella, and she is none of those things. She is extremely um, war-driven, um, and she has a penchant for bloody things. So um, it will be a very interesting dynamic between Angus and Hella. And it's a Norse mythology story, if you can't tell. Um, Hella is uh, an untouchable sister. So basically that means that she's a Valkyrie, but um, in Angus's world, they think of them more along the lines of angels. Um, so <laughs> I'm seeing the chat. We're discussing Sherlock on the side and um, anyone who hasn't seen it, we can't be friends. Um, oh, was my dog being cute in the back? Yeah, she's cute. Um, so anyway, so untouchable sisters, if they lose their virginity or are, quote unquote, um, you know, touched by human men, um, they lose their holy abilities um, given to them by the goddess Freya. So that's going to be an interesting dynamic in that story, and I look forward to it. I have the first 1,500 words already done. Um, so I think everybody who gets the anthology is going to be really excited for the, the kind of stories that are in it. So that's my 2017 in a nutshell. I've got a lot of work to do, um, both on the business side and the writing side. I really have to buckle down because I do like to watch TV and I love to watch Netflix and my shows are coming back. So um, I'm going to spend a whole lot of time DVRing and I'm going to have to start scheduling TV time in between writing time. Um, but yeah, so basically, you know, we're going to have the podcast on Friday nights and, and I have a writer's meeting on Monday and the rest of the week I'm going to have to either be marketing or writing. Um, at night. I'm just not going to have much of a choice if I want to meet all my goals for 2017. So I'm going to pass it off to Elle and she can tell us about hers while I find out what my kid wants. Well, it wouldn't be one of our podcasts if our children didn't interrupt or walk through or something like that. So uh, like I did last year, I created a list of titles that I wanted to do this year. 
Um, <clears throat> anything that I didn't get done in 2016 is automatically rolled over to 2017. And I'm doing something a little bit different as far as uh, organization for me at least is I started what's called a bullet journal. And it's basically a, a planner that you create yourself. Uh, and you can do it with any notebook. So I grabbed just one of these composition I just mute myself. Yeah, I did. Stupid keyboard. Um, I watched a YouTube video on how to set this up. Um, and I like it because it's got different sections. So it's the first page is actually an index so that you know where all of your stuff is. And then you've got a year at a glance. Um, and I, I blocked out all the personal information, but I color coded like birthdays and days I have off because of bank holidays. So that's year at a glance. There's my husband walking through, um, and then <laughs> and flexing, and then I created. Um, they don't have tickets for the gun show, so they can't see the gun. Sorry, sweetie. Um, also, kind of a review. So these are my these are my writing goals here. These are all the books I want to do, and then I did. This is the entire year. And I'm color coding it what I managed to get done that day. So at a glance, I can say, hey, I'm spending a ton of time marketing, which is the yellow. I need to do more, more of the blue, which is editing or drafting, whatever. That's, that's pink. I'm not drafting right now. So that'll be so I can look at it and say, hey, I'm wasting too much time marketing, which is really easy to waste time marketing because you're like, hey, I'll read this post and I'll share this and you spent hours in social media and written nothing. So my my total list is Deceiving the Bandit Lord is the first thing I'm going to get finished. This is a novel that I think is trying to kill me because it just, I keep, I've, yeah, I keep writing and then deleting and fixing and more plot holes and characters are not doing what they're supposed to do. And yeah, so I created like, it's hard to see in video, but like I created steps so that like, even if I don't get the project finished, I can see that I made progress one way or the other. So I've got drafting, which is done, uh, self edits, professional edits. And so in this case, this is going to my publisher and then the release. And so I've also got <clears throat> infatuated, which is the next, it's probably going to be a novella in my uh, steampunk series. And that's going to be Lear and a character named Selene. So if you've read the book, you know who Selene is. Uh, if you've read, excuse me, Besotted, you'll know who Selene is. And that's kind of their their story. And it's going to go more into how Merlin is affecting the storyline. <clears throat> and my love through heartache story, that's on my list. I don't have a title. It's an old, it's a really, really old concept for me. So I have a working title, which I don't know if it applies, but it was Dark Wings. Because <clears throat> the character, the main character is um, going to be affected by magic physically, so he will be physically changing throughout the book, and that's kind of the one that Pauline said that there's a classist issue story. That's mine because there's going to be a huge kind of just just a Position, yeah, juxtaposition of their classes from the beginning to the end. If you've seen, or excuse me, if you've read Persuasion by Jane Austen, it's kind of like that. So at the beginning, she's high class and he's low, and at the end, she's low and he's high. And yeah, that's gonna be fun. And then <clears throat> I saw a pre made cover 
um, by my cover artist that I really, really liked, and I bought it. So, <laughs> and this is totally like, ooh, I like that. Have to take my money. Shut up, take my money. And so I have this cover, so I'm going to do a retelling of a Norwegian story, uh, fairy tale. It's either west of the sun, east of the moon, or east of the moon, west of the sun. I always get those flip-flopped. But it's basically an, a retelling of Beauty and the Beast, where the beast is a bear, a polar bear. And um, there's several different versions of the, the fairy tale. Um, throughout Scandinavia and then you know, obviously Beauty and the Beast is a very popular fairy tale so there's also like a Greek version and and whatnot but I wanted to rewrite some fairy tales for a while and I thought about gender bending this one but I'm like nope that doesn't really work because for me the purpose of gender bending is to create to make the the female less of a damsel in distress and more of the action-packed true heroine um, and that doesn't really work with the story because the princess ends up going on a quest to save her her true love. So I'm like, well, not gender bending is not going to really work there. So I'm really excited to get that one done. Um, so that is, for me, that's an ambitious 2017 because I've got kids and a job and um, I have very, very limited production time. But I'm hoping that with this type of uh, planner, it will keep me on task. Um, so even with the, like we've got, this is my week to week. Like, I, like over here is what I want to do. And these are appointments. Like I've even got the podcast on here. Um, and things coming up. Uh, so this is a, like a week glance. So I can, I can see the days that I was actually able to edit, the days that I wasn't able to edit. Weather has been bad. I haven't been able to get my editing time in. Um, so I, I normally don't do planners. I normally have a really hard time with planners because if I don't know, if I don't know what's in them, I don't know how to use them. And then I, yeah, if I don't create it myself, I don't think I'll use it. So this is really, really great for me. And then I created a page. This is not writing specific, but I created a page for all, page for all of my yarn projects that are like active, <laughs> so that I can see that hey, I don't need to start another blanket because I have two sitting in a bag somewhere behind me. I should work on those. Um. But yeah, like I said, pretty ambitious uh, 2017 for me. I think if I stay on task and don't see any shiny pre-mades, I will be good. And barring any story catastrophes, like my like um, deceiving the bandit lord, holy cow! Um, I think I'll be able to get everything done. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> I figured. I figured I'll help you right there. Yay! Yeah. Yay. It's gonna be. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be hard to stay focused. Um, here goes my child. Uh, but I think that if we, if we encourage each other, and occasionally kick each other off the internet, that we'll be. <laughs> We'll be doing well. I'm reading a book called um, Less Less Social Media 
for more writing or for more writing time or something like that. And we can talk about it in another podcast, but basically it, it did tell you get off the internet, write some more. So lessons learned. The internet's not my problem right now. My problem is my I started that stupid game, Elvenar. <laughs> Oh no! I swear to God, I sit down. I'm like, I'm gonna write. Ooh, but if I can build this building, and then three hours later, I'm like, what the f did I just do? Like, oh, I just need so many crystals, and then I can unlock this thing. I don't even do the crystals. That's yeah. the point. I just build and I collect, and I'm like, I have all five cities, so I go through all five, oh, and then I'll go. Oh well, I, I set this up to maybe they. And I'm oh my, I I gotta delete it. I've gotta delete it. It's second. Yeah, yeah whatever. Whatever your vice is, you got to give it up if you want to get the writing done. Well, my boyfriend said what I could do is he'll put a password in I don't know, and he'll give it to me at the end of the, at, um, on Saturday so I can't get in on Thursday or Friday, which are my days that's, off. That's a good idea. I'm, idea. I'm like, no, I'll come and kill you. Well, <laughs> it's like taking away my drug. <laughs> I, don't, drugs. I don't have a, like... Social media is definitely my my stalling, and I'll I'll have days where I'll like when staring at Facebook, and I'll just keep refreshing it, and then I'll like realize what the hell am I doing? I'm not I'm not accomplishing anything. There's nothing going on. I'm That's just refreshing. Exactly my problem. I cannot stay right. off Facebook long enough. I'll open my computer, but I'll have my phone next to me, and then I'll say, oh, I have, you know, a notification and so I'll click on it and then here I am scrolling and there's nothing on there I'm just not doing what I'm supposed to be doing and usually the notifications is for a stupid game you're not even playing <laughs> I don't get any game notifications I don't play any games on my phone but my big time suck is gonna be TV I want to watch Killjoys I want to watch 12 monkeys I want to watch Sherlock can, can you watch I, and write I want to watch Supernatural I want to watch, you know, like there's t literally 10 shows, Sense8, season two. Like Netflix is killing me with all these good shows. And didn't I told Lemony my husband, I said, I'm going to have to borrow the DVR. It's in our bedroom. Honestly. Yeah, didn't Lemony Snicket just, just drop the DVR because I can't be on my TV when I'm supposed to be writing, watching TV because I won't write anything. Um, I was going to ask, I've oh, seen every single episode ever, and I can write while Law and Order's on because it's not distracting me. But, yeah, it's going to be really hard. Well, see, I've learned, I'm with you, and I have, like, the DVR that actually records six shows at once, so you can imagine how many shows I have on that little thing. And, um, I've learned a, a kind of technique I don't turn it on in the morning, so I don't turn my TV on until I come home from work, so which means I, I have two hours at night, two, two and a half, two and a half, three hours I watch it at night. I watch as much as I can, but the next day, I don't watch, I just, I write. Like, if I'm at work, I write. If I stay home, I write. Like, my TV hasn't been on all day today, so as soon as I get off this with you guys, I'll, I think I have to go in the kitchen and do some cooking or whatever. And then I'll come in here, and I'll probably turn the TV on for a little bit. But that's that's kind of how I kind of make myself not watch it. I'm, I get behind his shows, don't get me wrong, because of the fact that, you know, if I'm – but then on my weekdays off on Thursday, I say, okay, you know what? You were good all week. Let's just sit down and binge. 
So I'll I binge do, for I, five to six hours. On Saturday or Sunday when I'm off, I can watch TV all day. But see, just like give yourself a time. Day. But give yourself a time limit. Be like, wait, I can watch it for five hours. And you know five hours pass because shows. And when it's done, you get your butt up and go do something else. Or just set a timer on your phone. Yeah, I learned this from my ex-boyfriend. He used to play video games 24-7, and I'm not fucking lying. He would literally, I would go to work, he's playing. Come home, he's playing. I would leave to go do something, he's playing. Come back, he's playing. Go to sleep, he's playing. I'm like, did you even move? Or did you just pee in the bed? And so watching his life literally go down the drain I and seeing where he is now, I kind of said, you know what? I don't want to end up there. I don't want my dreams to be flushed down, you know, social media, I guess you could say. And that's what kind of made me go, okay, even if I'm playing video, a video game I really love, I'm like, up, oh, time's up, mission's, mission's over. Even if I'm in the middle of the mission, I'll go ahead and close it down, get to the save point, put it away. I just... It, like Amy said, Amy, if you look at it, you'll watch from sun up to sundown and figure, holy shit, I didn't do anything. I didn't vacuum. I didn't cook. I didn't. I think my kids ran through the room three times. I watched all of season one of The Magicians in one day. Now, don't get me wrong. I fast forwarded past all the parts that I didn't care about because I was watching it for a specific reason. But I was re-watching because I was writing fan fiction. But I fast-forwarded all the parts. My husband's like, are you literally going to watch 15 episodes in one day? And I was like, well, half of 15 episodes, really. <laughs> really only seven and a half episodes if you put them all together. But, yeah, and then I thought, man, now when am I going to have time to write the story? Because here I spend all day on the TV. So I'm trying to get into the habit of, I'll say, Maddie will say, Mom, can I play Minecraft? And if she's playing Minecraft, she's on the TV in the living room. And I'm like, yes. Because that keeps me off the TV. And then I can get on my computer and get to work and actually write. Oh, so your daughter's your uh, media, I mean, your TV stopper. She is. <laughs> well, lucky you have that. I have to discipline myself. <laughs> I let I let my kids play Minecraft so that I can get enough peace and quiet to get some editing done. Minecraft so, is good. Spatial evaluation, mathematics, architecture, building. I don't see any survival skills. There's nothing wrong with Minecraft. Can animals play that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Will it get my cat from trying to sit on my computer? No. Meanwhile. There's no fix for that. I know. You see all the authors and their cats are on their computer. I'm like, I think cats are like, they're like communicating somehow. My cat wants I to sit on my kill mouse. Me. And so does my dog. I'm like, yeah. you're on my mouse hand. Like, this is where my hand has to be. Get out they of the way. They don't care. And then they start cleaning themselves, and you're like, are you licking your balls on my computer? Yes, you are. And technically, he doesn't have any. Yeah. I knocked those things off, but still, he's trying. I think my, my biggest discipline issue, one of my biggest discipline issues is I'm always very excited to start a new story. And, you know, write it all the way through and I can do it really fast and I'll work in it all the time. When it comes to like, oh, now it's time to revise this story and now it's time to polish this story and now it's time to edit this story, then Amy doesn't want to do that stuff. I don't want to do the not fun stuff. I want to slap out the first draft and be like, done. Have you ever tried writing slower? So Not, not like too much slower, but writing slower so that 
the final project is more more um, polished. I always self-edit as I go. What I do is every time I open my computer to start up a project that I'm continuously working on, I go back and reread everything I've written before and I make any edits or changes that I need. And then once I'm finished with that, then I move on to the next section that I plan on writing. That's good until you get into a book like I'm getting ready to write. I'm like five, uh, um, I'm looking at almost 100K words. Hell, if I keep going backwards, I'll never finish it. When so I get to the, when I got to the end of Redshift, which Redshift was about 85,000 words. Holy crap, girl. When I got to the end of Redshift, <laughs> I was go I wouldn't go all the way back to the beginning, but I would go like a third of the way back or to okay. the next section and go forward because each section of the story was a different point of view. So I would yeah. go back to that section and read forward. And it also helped me get back in the mood because you know, I was in a certain mood when I stopped writing, so I wanted to keep that flow with the next part or the next day's work or whatever. So yeah, I always do that and I as I go and I try to make things as polished as I can, but I do like commas an awful lot. So. Commas are kind of subjective. Yeah. I mean, my characters talk like William Shatner a lot. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, that's like the main thing that my editor, as far as spelling, punctuation, grammar and that kind of thing. Because they catch a lot of extra commas that I have inserted. In my head, it sounds like there should be a pause. So that's how I write. But there doesn't, I guess, grammatically need to be a comma there. <laughs> wow, you're fat, cat. Sorry. He laid a certain way and his belly was sticking out. Yay, Amy's gone. I mean, yeah, no. Yeah, Amy's gone. <laughs> My cat oh, is out. Sorry, she was sitting um, at the beer. My cat needs me. I think we covered this. But yeah, so I think 2017 sounds good for all of us. Yeah. We just have to stay on task. Exactly. <laughs> That's always the thing. We just gotta keep working. Don't get distracted by new book covers. Yeah, I have to blog twice a week. I have to blog twice a week. And they can't be just promo blogs. I'm so bad. I always just want to throw up a promo blog. Oh, here's a, you know, blurb and a title and a cover for my next book that's coming out. Buy it. Right. I need it to be more like, you know, interactional blogging and, and emotional blogging. And so that I'm, I'm working on that. My next blog piece I'm working on is kind of cool. It's, it's going to be titled, Not All Characters Need Happily Ever After. Shut like, up. You know, Huh? <laughs> no, you know, okay. The idea is, you know how many authors do, like, side characters and all, like, somebody's sister, and then, like, three books later, she gets a happy or ever, happily ever after? I like that. Why don't well, you like that? Well, in, in Sharon Kenyon, in her beginning of her dark series, when they were really, really good, she has a story where she shows what happens if um, one of her Carpathians doesn't wait. So he turned into a vampire, but later on, are you talking actually, about Feehan? Yes, Feehan's Carpathian, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. she, yeah. so okay. she shows how one of her Carpathians didn't wait, and so he went, he went dark side, and then he met his his um, he met his life mate. Even at that time, at the end of his life, he couldn't harm her, and she asked him the question. She's like, "Why didn't you wait for me?" I was right here. Why didn't you find me? And 
at that second, you can, he, it, it talks about how the mask of hatred dropped and you can see the man he was. And he gave her such a sorrowful look right before his heart was taken and incinerated. But she cried and she looks at her twin sister and she goes, I waited all my life for him because these women, these were their heart yearned for, yearned for these men. And I kind of want to do like, you know, I, I'm not going to say exactly, you know, like that, but what happens if you're waiting for your destined mate and he does, he chooses not to wait. And so that's kind of, you know, I want to write, I want to kind of write on that and say, you know, kind of, Kind of put my you know personal spin and opinion on it. I thought that was really well done of her because you're always like, there's no way that all these Carpathians are finding their mates yet they're still vampires. So, are, did their mates already pass into the next life, or did they like that one didn't wait? You know, and it ended well, the story with this lady like she sits down and she looks so much older than what she did, and she just sits there and she looks at where her mate was because he gets incinerated, and she was just like he didn't wait. He didn't wait for me. And now she's old and there's nothing she can do. She's going to die human when she could have lived immortal. I can think of two instances, and these aren't books, but these are movies, but you will understand when I say this, where uh, it is a romance without a happily ever after. And some people argue with me, but I'm sorry. These are romances. Okay, first of all, Titanic. Okay, that is not a happily ever after. He died. Like, they were not together. They had a romance. They experienced a romance. The viewer experienced a romance. That was a long, unnecessarily long movie. I didn't say it was a good movie. I said it was a romance without a happily ever after. Fast forward. The second one, and, no, and people never think of this, but Inception, Inception was at its heart based on romance because... You look at the life that he, and these are both Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't know how he came to my head all of a sudden, but his wife, she killed herself. So that's not a happily ever after at all. But they did experience, like, it's, ro it's more romantic, I would say, than romance. But they did have, you know, those romantic elements in that story. And they did not have a happily ever after, had a happily ever after for him. It's romantic elements. Right. If you... If you, you want to explore the, the side characters that don't get the happy endings, that's fine, but you cannot, cannot publish them as romance novels because right. as a re readers will totally rake you over the coals. Like there's a discussion in the 20 books, 50 K where someone asked, can I have a romance that doesn't have a happily ever answer? Short answer. No, uh, you can do it. You can put out a book, say, Hey, this is a romance, but the hero dies. We're going to get, you're going to get slaughtered. I can tell you that that's the reason I don't read urban fantasy very often because they are written like romance novels, but the two characters hardly ever actually get together. Hey, mine does. Series of 10 books. I'm thinking, okay, Charlie Davidson, for example, Dorinda Jones. I'm thinking 10 books, right? And her and Reyes are never actually together because something's always, you know, interfering with their relationship. If that was marketed as romance, I would burn those books on a bonfire. Yep. I just want to burn them because it's 10 books and they still haven't been together yet. But I, that's it. That's not romance. That's, that's urban fantasy. Right. So, yeah, that's exactly. And I, I think it's cool if you want to explore the, the stories where, yeah, it's not always a happily ever after. You know, the world is a dark and dangerous place. And sometimes, you know, shit happens. Well, I don't want to write a story about them. I'm just saying, okay, 
put it this, this way. On the blog podcast, one of my side characters is not going to happily ever after, but I make people fall in love with them. <laughs> You're welcome. And there's a romance. It's just between the reader and the character. So <laughs> not between two I keep. I keep toying with the idea of trying to tell the story of um, Aiden. Aiden had a romance before stealing the wolf prince, but I'm like, do I really want to put the reader through that? Because we kind of know, based on what happens in stealing the wolf prince, that it doesn't last and he doesn't survive the book. It'll be a good fan fiction, sort of like if you do a short, like two, like you know, like two thousand, five thousand words, and make it either like for your blog or something that would be interesting well okay so i killed well he was already dead when the book started but i had a main character who died in bound to you um but he, his death was like a catalyst for the main character jax's um emotional issues that he had and he had a lot of guilt and right. you know ptsd and all that sort of stuff so at the end of the book you know his um they're on a planet where this is not a spoiler alert. It says it in the blurb. Um, they're on a planet where there um, are ghosts, basically. Um, and so one of the ghosts that shows up is the ghost of this character. Every single reader who has read that book is like, when is he going to get his own story? Well, guess what? He's dead. That is blue now. Kenny. So they're like, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I can bring him back. I actually started writing Don't the bring story him back. where the universe as a sentient being, you know, appreciated what he had done and bound to you and was, and, and inserted him, his consciousness into a new body, the body of a newly dead person, you know, yeah. a person who, who just crapped out and then he took over the body. So I had started that story and then I'm like, you know, his friends are going to realize this is him and, and all these things. And then, and then I thought, you know what? Some side characters don't get a story. I love Lael. I love him. He's a surfer god. You know, he had tons of girlfriends. He was, you know, hot with the ladies. He was a super nice guy, but he died. You know, so I, I, I finally said, no, I can't do it. I can't bring him back. No matter how badly everybody's like, we really want him to have, you know, have a happy ending. He, he has a happy ending. Dude's in heaven. Like he moved on. That was the end of the. That was at the end of the book. He he moved on to whatever is next. You know yeah. after you know he helped them. So I'm like, yeah, no, I can't do it. I just can't. I can't bring myself to bring him back to you know experience. You know all the pain and suffering that is life. Like I just I'm not going to do it to him. So I know I'm going to have readers who still ask me every time they read it. Like, are you going to ever bring him back? No, he's not coming back. He was dead at the beginning of the book. He was dead at the end of the book, and he is going to stay dead. I'm having no oh, so you can't turn him into a cyborg. Unfortunately, no. But I would certainly give it a shot because he would be a sexy as hell cyborg. But no, unfortunately, just give him tell funny. I I I'm having fun over here because I'm thinking of my side character that everybody's gonna probably love. That's not gonna live. Hey, look at my hands. They look creepy, don't they? Yeah, you look like uh, <laughs> Dr. Evil. <laughs> yeah, but because of the because of how the, the camera goes. It looks like one of those things that sit on your face and sucks it. But I've told you guys before, like and you and you know we've talked about this before, like having side characters that readers love, if you don't want to write a series about them, it sucks because you constantly have people asking when is this person gonna get their own story? 
And so what I've done actually is I've gotten to the point where I will separate my main characters from everybody else. They will be alone, stranded <laughs> somewhere away from everyone so that there can't be any side characters. Or just kill off the side characters. I love side characters. I love series that are based off of side characters. Sherilyn Kenyon, The Mortals After Dark, you know, Gina Showalters, The League. All of those, I love those, Black Dagger Brotherhood. Every single character in those books gets his own book, but. But like I said. I write a series, I can't make lovable characters, I guess. But, but like I said, Sharon Kenyon could, in essence, give that, go back and probably, you know, make her soul rebirth. The lady who didn't have a chance, but she, but again, the way she wrote her series, if you write the series a certain way, like someone asked her once at a reading and she goes, she goes, there's no way for them to match back up because there's only one. Yeah, if it's a one, if, if it's a one-off and it's always been a one-off and those are the rules of the universe, unless you want to break your own rules of the universe, yeah. I mean, there are exceptions to every rule, period, even in the universe. You know, if you look at cosmology, you look at astrology, you look at astronomy, there are every, you know, rule has been broken at some point by something. So it's not that it's impossible, but you got to make it believable. I think why this rule, this hard and fast rule for 24 books all of a sudden is broken in book number 25. People are going to hate me, but I'm okay with it. That's what I, you know how close I was to killing everybody at the end of Redshift. Those I was going to burn them all. I mean, I was going to put my, I was, I was going to kill the world. And I had, no to self. I was writing that scene when I'm like, no, I can't do this to my readers because no one will ever read me again <laughs> after they read. No to self. You're not allowed to run the world. But some things are impossible to fix. Unless it's fiction. So I went the fiction route. If it was like non-fiction, I mean like everybody would have died. But yeah, so 2017, what are our goals? Don't piss off all the readers. <laughs> Break all the rules. Write all the words. Write lots of words. Write more books. Then edit them. Edit more books. Get more readers. Be more awesome. Okay. My rule is. I keep sleep podcasting. War. I'm just going to go with sleep war. I'd like sleep to sleep more. more. Right? Sleep less, write more. <laughs> no, I'd like to sleep more. I'm supposed to go somewhere. All right, Elle, you want to close this out? Uh, I suppose I can do that. So thank you for joining us. If you like the podcast, please like, comment, and share. That will actually help YouTube show our videos to more people. This has been episode 16, and we will see you next week. Peace. Next week. Bye. Good night. Bye.